time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Tuesday night edition of the Knock on Sports as we edge our way closer to the start of the NCAA tournament. Remember, fans, you can sign up for the Knock On Sports Show Tournament Bracket Challenge by going to my Facebook page or Twitter page at the Knock On Sports Show. Click the link, and it'll take you right to the Knock On Sports Show uh, Tournament Bracket Challenge fill-out sheet, and you can fill it out. Give me your thoughts. Can you keep a perfect bracket? How long can you keep one? Give me all that and more as, uh, like I said, always a ton of fun to fill out those brackets and just kind of compare and contrast how everybody uh, does going forward. So uh, lots to look forward to. We're going to talk more NCAA tournament later on in the show tonight, but we will start things off with the NFL. If you haven't heard, the Chicago Bears made an aggressive push for Russell Wilson. The Chicago Bears had to settle for Andy Dalton. Now, the way I would look at that is it's in a way kind of like my dating life because I do try and date out of my league, but then ultimately I end up settling. So I really want to go out with this person, but I end up just, it just doesn't work out. Doesn't go the way I want it to because she feels like she's settling on me and maybe who knows, maybe she's right. But either way, the Chicago Bears were hoping to get Russell Wilson, and they just couldn't do it. The Seattle Seahawks said, nah, I'm good. We're, we're good right here. Yeah, we've got some issues. Yeah, we're, we, we, we've got to talk things out with Russell. Right now, we're kind of quarreling a little bit. We have a disagreement. We're arguing, but we're going to work things out. It's fine. We're not ready to file divorce papers just yet. We're still in this deal for at least a couple more years and several more million dollars. We're not ready to give up on it just yet. Because here's the deal. If if Seattle does, or say they were to make the trade, say if Chicago came aggressively with an offer that you could not refuse, and I don't remember how much draft capital they have or how much they could really give to the Seattle Seahawks to really make the deal worth it. But let's just say they did have the assets. Let's just say they did have the draft capital. Say they didn't make the postseason. They're one of the top 10 teams picking in this year's NFL draft. I think it gives Seattle a little bit more pause to mm, maybe we can, because if we do part ways with Russell Wilson, we can start over. We could get one of those quarterbacks that we want to really develop and kind of go from there. We can get rid of this headache that we got going on right now. And Pete Carroll can feel like he's maybe a little bit more in control. So again, I'm not saying that Seattle is going to do this, but let's just say for the matter that Seattle is was entertaining this idea. Seattle would essentially have to be in a rebuild. What do you do with Bobby Wagner at that point? Do you keep him? Do you try and move him? Granted, he did get negotiate his contract. You just signed him last year. Because if you were to trade Russell Wilson, Seattle then is definitely in a rebuild mode because you got to fix the offensive line. Chris Carson's still on the market. Uh, Shaquille Griffin's no longer coming back, so you got to try and figure out what you're going to do with your number one cornerback spot. Uh, the defense, you still got to fix up uh, the pass rushing situation a little bit. And along with that, now you also have some holes in your secondary. So is Bobby Wagner really going to want to spend these next couple of years 
I mean, he'd be the vet. He would be the young uh, said leader. He would be unanimous, the leader of this uh, ball club. It would just depend on where Seattle would go with the first, with whatever pick they would have and which quarterback would be available. I don't think they would be able to get very high. I mean, maybe the Jets would, again, still be able to be a team that could go there, but I don't know if Russell Wilson would really sign off on going to New York simply because the capital the Jets would command, or I'm sorry, that the Seahawks would command from the Jets, <clears throat> wouldn't leave Russell Wilson any way uh, for the Jets to get him help because the Jets do need a lot. The offensive line needs fixing. They need running backs. They need receivers. That offense needs a lot of help in the worst ways. There's a reason Sam Darnold has struggled, and it's not sorely because Sam Darnold is a lousy quarterback. There's just a lot of holes on that team. So if Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks were to part ways, it essentially would force, I think, the Seattle Seahawks to go, uh, go immediately into a full-on rebuild. And the great thing about having a franchise quarterback is that you never have to really go there unless you trade him or you release him. So the Seattle Seahawks have really no reason. Yes, I understand Russell Wilson's unhappy. And yes, Seattle Seahawks haven't exactly been what you'd call very busy with free agency. But the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson are still a contender. They're still going to be tough to beat in the NFC West because they have Russell Wilson. They have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. They always seem to be able to find guys, even if they're later round picks, to be big-time contributors. Yes, Seattle hasn't really hit their draft in the back half like they did with Sherman and others. But because they have Russell Wilson now in the franchise quarterback... It always puts you in the conversation because if you don't have that guy, then you really do have to lean on everything else being top-notch in order to give yourself a chance to even be a winning franchise. And I just don't, and Chicago just doesn't have it. I commend Chicago for trying because Pace and Matt Nagy are essentially fighting to keep their jobs because if they have another season like they did last year, even if they do make the playoffs and they're a quick exit, they're not going to keep their jobs. So Chicago is going to then look at Andy Dalton. It's not as sexy for the Chicago Bears. I'm sure Bears fans are going here, oh, why? But guess what? He did have Dallas fighting for a playoff spot, even though it was only the NFC East Division spot. He did have Dallas playing well. And Chicago has far more problems than just the quarterback situation. They need receivers. Running backs, okay. Offensive line help. Still could use it. Defensively, they play play good defense. Khalil Mack restructured his deal. But ultimately, they still need help because they still continue to get burned by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So for Chicago, again, I think they – I like the signing of Andy Dalton because, again, he gives you consistency. It's not like he's going to wow you. But at the same time, too, I don't think he's going to be as frustrating as Nick Foles or uh, Mitch Trubisky. Now, granted, Mitch Trubisky did help the Bears get to the playoffs again. So, But the Bears fans, that's short-lived. They got to the playoffs and then were booted out. Now, granted, I still think had that receiver caught the football, that entire game changes and maybe they actually do beat the Saints. And who knows how things would have shaken out at that point. So I like the signing. I think if Chicago really wanted to make things interesting, they would have made a move for Ryan Fitzpatrick before the Washington football team did. And I, and I like the move by the Washington football team as well to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Listen, there's a reason why he's called Fitz Magic and a reason he's called Fitz Tragic. I lived it. I know what it's like. It was really exciting when Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing really, really well. And it's infuriating when the man is playing off his game. But what you can't say about the man is he's not entertaining. The dude is. And every time he takes a snap under center, you just don't know what's going to happen. It could be really good. could be really bad. So for the Washington football team, again, I am surprised they moved on from Alex Smith. I don't know who knows why they made that decision. But either way, getting Ryan Fitzpatrick solidifies that quarterback room. Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to make even more money, uh, continues to play in the NFL. I mean, maybe he's going to play as long as uh, Tom Brady in terms of being a backup quarterback or being a stopgap quarterback because that's all he's really been in his career since his days after he left Buffalo. But if I was Chicago, I would have made a harder push for Ryan Fitzpatrick because at least with him, while yes, the turnovers would have been there, big plays would have been. And then you could really focus on going after some wide receivers because I don't care what Chicago would have done if they even even if they get Deshaun Watson or if they were to if they would have gotten Russell Wilson. Who's he throwing to? Anthony Miller? Allen Robinson? Or okay, those are they're, they're good receivers, but are they guys that are really wowing you down the field? Are they big body receivers that can get you a touchdown when they need to make a contested catch in the red zone? Are they guys that are blazing speed, beating cornerbacks and creating big plays of 50 yards or more? Not really. Chicago doesn't have any one of those things. Do you have a really athletic big tight end that can really make big plays for you? I can't think of Chicago's tight end right now. So... Again, I, I think Chicago has, it's not just, this is why I also think Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace are doomed. They really haven't answered that. They did mortgage for Khalil Mack, but when Mitch Trubisky was really hot his rookie season and that doink happened in the playoffs, that really probably foretold the ending for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, which is crazy to think about because I think it was their first year, at least Matt Nagy's first year as head coach. But it kind of foretells you how it was going to go because they traded a lot to get Khalil Mack. And you need first-round picks. Now, now, granted, they don't always work out, as Chicago knows, and Kevin White, the receiver out of West Virginia, who was supposed to be the answer for that position for them, and it never really materialized. So like I said, you know, Seattle, they were never going to trade Russell Wilson. Even if Seattle and Russell Wilson are quarreling right now like they are, they're, they're, going, to, they're going to get it fixed. All right. That relationship is not beyond salvageable at this point. Divorce papers are not coming for Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They are going to figure it out. Granted, you know, you do have some questions and maybe Russell Wilson's a little frustrated because they did lose some guys and they haven't really signed anybody big to help out. But at the same time, too, you know that they're going to try and do a lot of things through the NFL draft. And that's the best way that they can go about this right now. They can get guys that are young that they can develop and they can use in a lot of different places and be multiple with them because they are, as much as I hate to say it, cheaper than paying veteran free agents. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle finds a way to trade more picks and they have a bunch of picks in the third, fourth, and fifth round. That just seems to be the M.O. 
So it's been very interesting, the quarterback movement. It's been very interesting to see all the, the, the signs and everything else. And, and you remember just a couple of weeks ago, everybody was talking about all this quarterback movement because we all love to play fantasy football. We all love to play Madden franchise mode. And we all love to see how these ridiculous trades could go down. It's no different than when the NBA trade deadline's coming up and they're trying to make all kinds of trades work and how these things can go. I mean, there's not as much hype around there. Because the Brooklyn Nets have pretty much taken all that out. I mean, when you bring in Harden, you bring in Blake Griffin along with it, along with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I mean, that's a super team in itself. All right, you usually can't construct a team like that unless it's actually in a video game. But in real life, they've actually done it. So like I said, there's a lot of energy going into all this quarterback movement because everybody wants to see new things. Everybody gets tired of seeing the same old thing. Russell Wilson in Seattle, a lot of East Coast uh, bias. They want to see Russell Wilson more in the primetime slots for an East Coast team. They're tired of seeing him out in Seattle. Same thing for Deshaun Watson. They want him out of Houston. They want him more. They want him in New York. I mean, listen, there, there's no surprise that Stephen A. said he wanted Dame Lillard out of Portland and with the New York Knicks. Because guess what? The New York teams stink right now. There's nothing exciting about the Giants or the Jets. Nothing exciting about the Knicks. Sure, the Nets are exciting, but it kind of feels like the Nets may actually be a disappointment by the time the real thing happens. And that's usually maybe the case in the first year. At least when you see the NBA equivalent, we obviously saw the disappointment when LeBron went down to Miami the first time around. Granted, when Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce got together, that worked out in its first year. We'll see, but I just kind of have that feeling like there's just way too much brought in, and I just don't know if there's enough time for them to all gel and figure out their roles and if enough guys will be willing to accept those roles. Time to get to our guest list tonight, which is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union. All guests join us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Tonight, you can expect to hear from Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian. He was over in Great Falls for the AA State Tournament. We'll get his thoughts on what happened there and the championships won by Skyview and Capital. Then we'll also get his picks for the Midwest region of the NCAA tournament. Bottom of the hour, Mark Moses, host of the Mark Moses Show, will join me. We'll get his thoughts on NFL free agency, and he picks the South region of the NCAA tournament. That's all coming up next here on the Knock On Sports on 600, KGEZ and FM 96.5. 